And why are we doing this? Well, all of these things have parabens, phthalates, which are plastics, BPA, which is a, these are hormone disruptors, endocrine disruptors, which means that they cause carcinogenic estrogens to build up in the body. Welcome back to Healing SIBO and IBS with Better Health by Monica. We are on the last episode. I really hope that you guys have enjoyed this podcast. Uh, we've covered a lot. We've talked about nutrition. We've talked about supplementation. We've talked about stress reduction, all in regards to healing the gut and healing the gut naturally. Um, and I've had some guests on. We had Ian Morris and um, recently Amanda Gale. I hope you guys enjoyed that one about bloating. And be sure to sign up for her event, Banish Bloating in Five Days, upcoming Tomorrow, um, I'm recording this on Saturday, so tomorrow, or maybe if you're listening to this the day of, then if Sunday, December 5th is the start date of her event. So I'll make sure to leave the, the link in the show notes for you to sign up for her event, and then I hope to see some of you this Tuesday, December 7th, for the Sound and Movement Healing for SIBO and IBS. It's going to be a great time. We've got Ian Morris there to talk about frequency-minded music. Amanda Gale will also be there. So it's going to be a great event and I really hope to connect to some of you. So we've covered so much on this podcast and I really encourage you guys to get the Holistic Healing Guidebook for SIBO, IBS, and gut dysfunction. It's going to have everything that I've talked about throughout this season along with resources and links so that you can turn to it when you want to think about that subject. You know, if you want a little more education, maybe you want to just use it as a as a reference as a resource i i recommend that and you can buy that on my website, betterhealthbymonica.com. You can go to the media tab and then there's a link there to buy the book. Uh, there's always a link in the show notes. And then if you have uh, Kindle Unlimited, you can get it for free on the Kindle store. But like I've said before, it's in PDF format uh, with the links like throughout the whole book. So if you get it in the Kindle store, you're not going to have those live links. It's going to be more like a comic book format. Uh, but there will be a website you can go to if you buy that Kindle book and you can access all those links online just so that you have those available to you and you can bookmark them. That's what I like to do is really bookmark them. All right. So you know about our events and if you can leave a review for me uh, with this last episode or, you know, if you're working your way through the podcast, um, I would appreciate that greatly. For Apple Podcasts, I know that the best way to leave a review is just go to, you click on my podcast and you'll see my podcast cover art, you'll see the episodes, and then there'll be a section that says rate ratings and reviews and then you'll see those stars and so you can rate it one two three four five stars and then if you look down there's a little link that says write a review and then you can click that and you can write that review and i would appreciate that greatly if you've enjoyed this podcast all right let's get into environmental toxins this is such a huge topic but it is so very important what are environmental toxins well, there are three questions that we need to be asking ourselves. What are we putting in our body? What are we putting on our body? And what are we putting near our body? On, in, and near. Or in, on, and near is really the chronological order that I like to say it in. 
So look around the room that you're in right now or wherever you are, if you're inside or outside, look around at the stuff. Is there a computer? Is there food nearby? Is there furniture nearby? Are you breathing in air inside or outside? Is the air conditioner on? Is the heater on? Are there cleaning products? Are you wearing clothes? Are you wearing makeup? What are you drinking out of? If you're drinking water or a beverage, what are you drinking that water or beverage out of? I grew up not realizing how toxic the things around me were. And the reason why we need to be aware of our environment and aware of the potential toxins that the environment brings us is because I believe they play a huge role in our unexplained illnesses or they contribute to an already bad situation with our health. So if we already have a diagnosis, if we're already chronically ill, they're going to exacerbate that. They're going to contribute to that and make things worse. And toxins are ubiquitous. They're like atoms. They're everywhere. And they can truly be silent killers. So if you know someone, or maybe you personally have cancer, or you have an autoimmune disease, you know somebody who has a chronic illness, hormonal problems, birth defects, and no one knows why. No one, you know, maybe the doctor doesn't know why. You you think that you're perfectly healthy. You don't have anything in the family. Things are confusing. Why are you sick? Well, I believe that the answer lies in the environment. And I'd like to revisit the idea of epigenetics. So that good old saying of our genes load the gun, but our environment pulls the trigger. So the genes load the gun, the possibility of having a a harmful gene, a mutated gene are there, but it's the environment that pulls the trigger. It's the environment that acts as the catalyst or the expression of such genes. So just because we have a gene mutation or a gene that could indicate, say, breast cancer, does not mean that that gene will be 100% expressed or will express itself. We have thousands of genes, but only a percentage of those genes are expressing, aka epigenetics. So if we want to reduce our chances of chronic illness, we have to pay attention to our environment because our environment is toxic and could potentially cause those genes to express themselves and cause cancer. And if you think about the bucket metaphor of This is what a lot of functional medicine doctors and and health practitioners like to refer to our inflammation bucket. So everybody has a bucket and all the different things that can cause chronic illness like poor diet and stress and lack of exercise, you know, they start to fill the bucket more and more and toxins can take up a huge part of that bucket and then that bucket will overflow and cause chronic illness. So I'd like to start by talking about all the things in my personal life that I've changed over the years and I'll talk about why they're toxic toxic as well. What about them is so harmful? This was a slow process. This was not something that I just, as soon as I started to educate myself, I was shocked. I was overwhelmed. And I was like, well, I don't have any, I don't have the money to completely change 
everything in my life right now. So it was a slow process of kind of using up what I had, even though you don't really want to be exposed to these things, uh, throwing out some of the really bad stuff and then changing it to something safer. So I started with what goes in my body. And that's where I recommend everybody starts is asking yourself, what am I putting in my body? So that started with food. Stopped eating the non-organic food to the best of my ability. I started paying attention to where my food came from. Glyphosate and pesticides and herbicides are a toxin and they are in non-organic food. And it's a huge threat to the microbiome. It's a huge threat to our health. So to learn more about food quality, please visit and uh, listen to the first few episodes of this podcast where I really get into that. The next thing is water. So water is is a hard one for a lot of us, especially if we're living in an apartment. I was drinking tap water my entire life. I drank it all growing up, all when I lived in New York City with those old old pipes. And then when we moved to Las Vegas, I started with a bottle service, which isn't the best because it's plastic, but at least it was a specific type of plastic. I believe that the numbers that are the quote unquote safest are two, four, and five. You know how there's that number on the bottom in that little triangle of any plastic container. Two, four, and five, I believe, you might want to double check that, are going to be the quote unquote safest. And I say quote unquote safest because it's still not great to be drinking water out of plastic bottles or using a lot of plastics because they can still leach and microplastics can get into your body and uh, you definitely don't want to expose them to heat like in the microwave or the dishwasher so don't reuse uh, those plastic containers and put them in the dishwasher and I'll get into why plastics are so bad a little bit later in the episode your best bet is going to be investing in a pretty high quality filter system so if you're in an apartment that's going to be a pitcher or something on the countertop that you put your pour your water into if you're in a house then you have the option to install a reverse osmosis system under the sink and then you have that separate spout of of great filtered water if you're lucky enough to live maybe out in nature where you have a well system then maybe you won't need such an intense filtered system but there will be risks of some heavy metals or some bacteria in that water as well so it might be worth it to make sure that you are just filtering out some of that stuff you don't want but it is important to try to keep the natural minerals of the water we really do get a lot of minerals from the water we drink and this is why drinking distilled water or water that's been heavily treated is not recommended. It's been stripped of its natural minerals and sometimes it's been added like tap water. They add chlorine to it. So it's about trying to find that balance of filtering out the things you don't want, but then keeping the minerals that you need. There's a company called Water and Wellness that I'm an affiliate for. They're actually running a promotion on their Aqua True Reverse Osmosis water system. This is something that sits on the counter. It's kind of big. So you do need to have or make room for this appliance, but it's usually 449 and starting December 6th through the 12th, they're going to run a promotion of $100 off. So I'll make sure to leave the promo code. I believe it's better health one 
better health one that you can use and you can click on the link that I that I will provide in the show notes to purchase that if you have the means and the space. Other options if you're in an apartment will be a pitcher. There's clearly filtered. Clearly filtered is a bit more affordable at $75. Uh, the filters are about $50 each and you want to make sure you, you switch those out every six months. Berkey water filters, that's also a standalone system on the counter. They seem to always be sold out as well. They're just really popular because they're a great filtering system. So Berkey water filters, clearly filters, and then I'll leave the information for water and wellness, the AquaTrue reverse osmosis water system. I encourage you to visit ewg.org slash tapwater. I'll put all of this in the show notes as well. You type in your zip code there and you can find out what is in your water. One thing that I hear again and again is, oh, tap water can't be that bad. My family drives me crazy. Tap water can't be that bad or the city wouldn't allow it. We have to realize that the incompetence of our government is really a problem. And I'm not saying that everything they do is malicious or harmful, but I believe that it is a mistake for us to think that these government and these public health institutions have our best interests at heart. And we are the only ones who suffer. We are the ones who suffer from the incompetence or from the lack of regulation. Just because the EPA says that the tap water is legal or the passing you know, score of the government regulation, it does not mean it is safe. There can be high amounts of heavy metals, of lead, chrome, mercury, high amounts of various harmful chemicals that can cause neurodegenerative disease, hormone damage, hormone problems, gut issues, and more. I really recommend that you listen to the podcast on the Rich Roll podcast with Erin Brockovich. She's a leading force in tap water and environmental toxins, and you're going to learn so much and her, her passion and her power, you know, to think about that movie with Julia Roberts, you know, I didn't even know who she was. I didn't even know she was a real person. And then listening to this podcast, it just really woke me up to a lot. That was a big wake up, wake up call when I listened to that. So I'll, I'll link to that. If you have time, do it before you forget, because it's a really important podcast. So food, water, and air. Now, air is something that I have yet to really think about, but there are a lot of great air filters. There's like Air Doctor and uh, Homedics, I believe, and they can help a lot with removing mold and dust. And you know, if if you have animals and you've got hair, so. Air is important, and especially if you live in a city, if you're exposed to more pollution, there might be an incentive to have an air filter in your apartment or in your house, just because what you're breathing in can leave you more susceptible to respiratory viruses and to respiratory issues. Um, you know, we saw what happened with COVID, and we saw how the cities like New York really got hit the hardest. And I think it was a multitude of reasons. There were many reasons why that was the case, but one of them I do believe was air pollution and just the low low quality of the air um, because that can make you more susceptible. So the next thing that you want to focus on and what I started focusing on after I dealt with the water and dealt with the food was what is going on my body. So hygiene products. I stopped using Secret. Secret was my go-to deodorant. It's got aluminum in it. It's got parabens, phthalates. I, I'm sure at some point maybe they've made a clean version, but I still wouldn't really trust it, uh, especially since I think 
are they made by Johnson and Johnson? I don't know. We're going to get to Johnson and Johnson in a second, but some of these companies that have these global products, these very popular products, they are filled with carcinogenic and endocrine disruptor chemicals. So I started using the natural stuff, which I know can be tough to shift over. You might have a little shift in your BO and your body might have to adjust to that. The goal is to not have any BO at all. So if you're needing to use a lot of deodorant, that's going to be a sign that your liver might be under some um, pressure or it might be compromised your detoxification system. Natural deodorant, aluminum-free, paraben-free. I stopped using Pantene and Tresemme. I stopped using that normal shampoo that was completely ripping and stripping my the oils out of my hair. Now, I'm not kidding, I literally use baking soda and apple cider vinegar on my hair. I sp- I put it in spray bottles with water and I spray the baking soda on my roots, get it in there, wash it out, and then I spray the apple cider vinegar. The apple cider vinegar has a conditioner effect, so it detangles it. And every now and then I will use um, a natural shampoo when I really feel like I need it because over the past two years, I, I mean, I think I started doing this about a year and a half ago where I stopped using normal shampoo and I have noticed a great change in my hair. I, I'm prone to oiliness and I used to have a really itchy scalp. And so now I find that I can go a few more days without washing my hair without this excessive oiliness and my the colors of my hair have come out so much I my natural colors my natural highlights and the consistency of my hair just feels good so I do recommend looking into some natural hair products if you don't want to use baking soda and apple cider vinegar no more dove no more body soap like that um I just use like a basic essential oil Uh, body bar no more moisturizer I was big with the moisturizers and face wash now I literally just use rosehip oil or olive oil olive oil has ALA in it um, alpha lipoic acid and that's really great for your skin and I've been doing that for years now and I love it so um, rosehip oil olive oil can be a great moisturizer replacement And why are we doing this? Well, all of these things have parabens, phthalates, which are plastics, BPA, which is, these are hormone disruptors, endocrine disruptors, which means that they cause carcinogenic estrogens to build up in the body. So let's say you have the breast cancer gene. Maybe you got some genetic testing done. Maybe it's in your family and you know you have that specific breast cancer gene. You really want to avoid these products, especially that deodorant that's going near your lymph nodes, near your breasts. You want to avoid these products because the more estrogen that you have in your body, and if you're already predisposed to having a hard time eliminating those estrogens, then that's going to build up the estrogen and you can potentially have DNA damage, potentially have cancer. And so that's just one example of how these chemicals can impact the body and you know they can impact the brain they can impact the gut as well Um, it really adds up everything that I put on my body has completely changed and really I I love it It, it's also simplified my life I spend less on beauty products on hygiene products one thing that could be better is makeup I don't wear makeup a ton but I do have 
some makeup that's probably not so great that's that's my next thing is to tackle the makeup and to make sure that I have the the best clean makeup which I know there are a lot there's like beauty counter there's a lot of products out there so what goes in your body what goes on your body and then the last section is really looking at what is near your body and this is a huge uh, category. So kitchenware, cookware, cleaning items, detergents, plastic. I know we love Tide. Okay. We have this running joke because we have this natural, um, uh, clothing, you know, detergent that I'm not going to lie. It doesn't really do the greatest job. I mean, sometimes my fiance's clothes sometimes still have a little funk to them. So I'm still trying to figure out a good way of cleaning our clothes that will at least get rid of the the you know workout odor of some of his like t-shirts <laughs> um he doesn't listen to this podcast so it's okay but uh it's not going to give you that tied fresh smell that fragrance anything with fragrance in it is really bad for you anything with dye you know food dye or fragrances that is a huge endocrine disruptor that could be that can cause neurodegenerative disease so tide is really not a great option and i know that we love the nonstick cookware and i know that we love plastic tupperware but i'm telling you these are silent killers especially that non-stick pan with potentially really harmful chemicals on it once it starts you know if you're using metal um utensils on non-stick stop doing that immediately my brother-in-law i i remember one year i got my sister a nice non-stick pan uh probably wasn't the best healthiest one but it was a nonstick pan and I got her a spatula like a, a heat proof uh, silicone spatula to make eggs with because you can make your scrambled eggs with a silicone uh, spatula and not scrape the pan and not have those chemicals leaking and I came to visit like one Christmas and I looked at the pan and I was like oh my god what are you guys doing there was scrape marks all over it and I wasn't so mad. They thought I was mad because I, I, he was scraping with a fork the pan, but I was like, no, this is leaking really bad chemicals. So, um, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, what my family probably thinks of me. They're like, oh, here we go. Monica's going off on a tangent about things, but it's because I care. And it's because I care about you too, my listeners, because you don't want to be like, why am I sick? You don't want to be like, what's going on with me? You know, I eat a good diet, I sleep well, etc. this and this, I get nature. But if you don't pay attention to your environment, then this alone can fill up that bucket. Um, you know, they've got formaldehyde in them, surfactants, they've got chemicals that can cause liver damage, skin damage, cellular damage. Some cleaning product alternatives, something that I do is I use vinegar, lemon juice, and uh, baking soda as well. Um, some essential oils too. I use that to clean the bathroom. I mean, you know, there's bleach options. Yes, if bleach is kind of one of those things that is the only thing that's going to make it super pearly white. So if you are going to use a little bit of bleach, just make sure you're wearing a mask, you're wearing gloves, uh, maybe you're taking breaks, make sure the windows are open. 
try not to inhale that stuff and maybe just do it every now and then when it's necessary or find those alternatives that don't have the bleach in them. Um, different like alcohols as well. I mean, it, they're not the best, but it's better than bleach. So that kind of covers the way that I've gone about dealing with my environment and changing my environment starting with what goes in my body and then on my body and then near my body and slowly replacing slowly if, if something's really bad I'm throwing it out I'm replacing it and I ask for these gifts for Christmas I give them for for gifts as well and it's just something that will happen over time and I'm sure that someone could argue, well, you know, none of this matters uh, because, again, we don't really know how much our environment really impacts us on this individual level. But I do want you to know that there's just tons of studies that supports this, especially animal studies. There's a really interesting podcast with Joe Rogan and Shanna Swan. I'll link to it. It's all about plastics and how they're endocrine disruptors and how they've been shown to impact the reproductive organs of babies, of human babies, and also mice. I think they did first a study on mice. They saw endocrine disruption they saw genital defects so apparently the distance between the the penis and the anus needs to be a little bit longer in order for everything to be functioning well but when these mice and these babies were exposed to these phthalates and these plastics that distance got really short and so it was like a really short distance between the penis and the anus, uh, you know, like the perineum area. And that was a marker of reproductive damage. And so if you're pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant, you really want to listen to these resources that I'm providing. The one with Aaron Brockovich, the one with Shanna Swan, um, and I'm going to keep going into this. And you want to avoid these toxins. So don't feel overwhelmed, okay? If you're looking around and you're surrounded by commercial products, you're lathering your skin with toxic beauty products, don't feel overwhelmed, okay? Just start to become aware of all of it. And if you're thinking, if you're if you're very skeptical about this or if you feel like it's way too much work, you know, just I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I hate to really rock the world and be this pessimistic person, but we have to remind ourselves that the people who make these products, they don't have our well-being in mind. They only have money in mind. Just think of Johnson & Johnson, for example. Johnson & Johnson has been through so many lawsuits, has recalled, taken off shelves, has been sued for many different products. They were just sued for their baby powder because it's been shown to have a link to, it's been shown to cause ovarian cancer and they knew that you know my mom used that powder on me i've used that powder on other babies when i would babysit just google j and j or johnson and johnson lawsuits they've been sued for pharmaceutical drugs for harming people for uh, medical devices harming people and i believe they might have just filed for bankruptcy you can watch the um the teflon documentary on netflix about dupont it's called the devil we know they were leaking chemicals from their plant into the ground and the water sources in the nearby town and people got cancer, they died, there were birth defects. 
So these examples are out there. The harm is transparent and it's up to us to save ourselves. It's up to us to take responsibility for what we put in on and near our bodies. The last thing I want to mention is EMFs, electromagnetic fields, 3G, 4G, 5G. There is a can of worms that hasn't even been opened yet when it comes to electromagnetic fields. Wi-Fi, EMFs, they have never been studied on humans before. We don't really know the impacts that Wi-Fi has on the human body. And I want to read you an excerpt from the book Radiation Nation by Daniel T. Debon and Ryan B. Debon. Because it's interesting and it's, it's something that I am just getting into at the moment. And I'm honestly kind of afraid to learn about it because I'm surrounded by EMFs. In Vegas, there's so many 5G towers. There's two like within a block of me. And it's scary to think that something like that that you really have no control over could be potentially harming you. So I'm going to read you this excerpt from Radiation Nation. Current EMF safety standards are limited, out of date, and inconsistent. In the United States, for instance, the Federal Communications Commission, FCC, regulates exposure limits for non-ionizing EMF radiation. When cell phones first appeared over three decades ago, the agency developed very basic safety standards for cell phone handling. Those standards have not been updated since 1996. Okay, think about how much has changed since 1996. Safety standards have only been developed with consideration for short-term thermal effects of EMF radiation on the body. Okay, I'll say that again. Safety standards have only been developed with consideration for short-term thermal effects on EMF radiation in the body. So that basically means what does a cell phone do like temperature-wise on a short-term basis. So we don't know long-term, we have no long-term studies at all. Continued, the biological implications of EMF radiation exposure have not been considered or adequately measured. Considering the upcoming 5G, this was before 5G was rollout, uh, fifth generation wireless frequencies of 28 gigahertz and above, This is an extremely high frequency mobile network rollout. Current standards will become even more irrelevant. The current standards do not even come close to addressing 5G. So what is EMF? It's frequency. And so if you've listened to my podcast with Ian Morris, you know how frequencies can severely impact the body. We can use them to heal, but we can also use them to harm. And if you haven't listened to that, Uh, Ian Morris, Paul Check podcast. I know it's like, who has time for this? But if you're driving in the car, if you're going to work, you know, you have a list of podcasts that I want you to listen to. um, You got to listen to that because they get into it even more how frequencies have been used in history in like the Nazi regime and war. I mean, it's incredible, actually. So if we're exposed to these harmful frequencies, we may experience harmful things, illness, and we have yet to even understand this. So EMFs is something that I'm going to keep my eye on. I'm going to keep reading this book. I I recommend this Radiation Nation book. Um, If you pick up my book, 
the Holistic Healing Guidebook for SIBO, IBS, and Gut Dysfunction. There is a page all about environmental toxins, all about what I talked about today with tons of resources. I give you educational resources about environmental toxins, about non-toxic cookware, non-toxic all-purpose cleaners, uh, a source to evaluate how toxic your beauty and hygiene's are, hygiene products are. So if you go to the EWG uh, .org, ewg.org. It's a great resource to, to evaluate how toxic your current products are and then find new toxic, I'm sorry, new non-toxic pro uh, products. Um, you can evaluate your tap water there as well. And then Radiation Nation is a great resource to learn more about EMFs that, again, I haven't even looked into it because I'm kind of afraid to at the moment because I have little control over my EMF exposure. Um, so it's just going to freak me out. But anyway, so we covered a lot. Um, I did it in pretty much a half hour, which is impressive. Been talking fast, so I hope you caught all of it. What goes in on and near your body? your food, your water, your air, your hygiene products, your beauty products, your deodorant, your cleaning products, your kitchenware, your furniture. I didn't even talk about furniture. There's so much that I didn't even get to. You can follow uh, the Environmental Toxin Nerd. Environmental Toxin Nerd, if you don't already follow her, on um, Instagram. She's got so many resources. She's got courses if you want to learn more about this. There are alternatives. There are other ways that you can be healthier, that your environment can be healthier, healthier, especially if you have children, especially if you're pregnant or thinking about becoming pregnant. You want to really limit this. All right. Well, we covered the entire book, and I think this is going to be the last episode unless there is something that I can that I want to come on and talk about. Uh, season two is happening. I believe it's going to be different. I, I have an idea of how I want it to work. I, I want to interview people who have reached better gut health, who used to have SIBO, used to have IBS, and now they feel better. They've achieved uh, microbiome resilience, microbiome diversity. And I want to not only have them tell their story, but I want to pick their story apart. I want to pick apart what really helped for them, what they learned along the way, what were the supplements, the methods, the interventions, um, what was their body like, uh, you know, what were their symptoms, what was their body tendencies. And so I think it's helpful for us to really learn from people who have achieved better health, better gut health. And even though I am a huge proponent of preaching what works for one person may not work for another because all of our bodies are different, I still think that it's it's useful to hear about what other people have done successfully and and we can find similarities in our bodies as well. You know, like for me, I did two weeks of an antimicrobial treatment. My gas and bloating went down dramatically. Then I had a whole boatload of other symptoms come up. Um, but that two-week treatment or two-week protocol may not work for somebody else. And so it's just, I think it's great to have a reference of all the things that are available to you. And it may seem totally overwhelming. So if you feel overwhelmed, that's more of a reason to try to find a practitioner that you trust and try to find a practitioner that can help guide you through all of this information but also somebody to bounce these ideas off of. So you can still schedule a consultation with me. I am taking on 
a few new clients. I'm getting a little booked up right now, but if you act fast, you can schedule a free consultation with me on my website, betterhealthbymonica.com. And I would love to see you December 7th, which is literally in you know less than a week on Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Sign up for that event. And thank you so much for listening. I hope to continue this and have this podcast grow. Catch you later.